Hearing Voices? I'm Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with Scott Shea. The book is All the Leaves Are Brown, How the Mamas and the Papas Came Together and Broke Apart. I want to start with this. We love the music, but are they lovable as a group? Uh, I guess if you're in, in that clique, probably not. Uh, if you're watching on Ed Sullivan, definitely. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, it was a it was a tough relationship in there. It was a, I don't think any of us could uh, could have withstood that for more than three years, which is about as much as they lasted. We know them for their music. The question that I guess I want to ask, and it's a biased question. Was the sex and the partying more important than the music? Uh, I think it became more important, certainly not in the beginning. You know, it was all about the music. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, John and Michelle had such, you know, without John and Michelle, there's no mamas and the papas because not only did they, were they, did they form the nucleus in the beginning, uh, she was an incredible muse to John's songwriting. She inspired a lot of his hits, you know, with because of her infidelities. And, um, you know, I think, you know, over time that wore John out and eventually, you know, he just got into sex. He got into drugs more than he had been, you know, in the 70s. He got into the harder stuff, cocaine and, and heroin. But, uh, you know, and it was the zeitgeist of that era, the free love and everything. And I think, uh, yeah, I think for sure they at least John uh, got wrapped up in it. I wouldn't say Cass. Cass was probably always more about the music, um, you know, uh, through, throughout the, the whole course of her career. Scott Shea joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, the book, All the Leaves are Brown, How the Mamas and the Papas Came Together and Broke Apart. If mom, I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball. If Mama Cass had lived, how would musically and socially the story perhaps be different? Well, you know, her solo career um, was was average. It's, you know, I think her dying so young, makes it seem like it was better than it was. I mean, she had a big hit out of the gates with Dream a Little Dream of Me, which was also a Mamas and the Papas song. Uh, but her follow-ups didn't really get out of the top 30. So she had three or four hit songs, but she had become a talk show uh, regular. Uh, she had been on The Tonight Show. I know she filled in for Carson. She would do a lot of the variety shows. She was on Merv Griffin and Mike Douglas all the time. And she just had a, a gift of gab, and she just had a great personality, and people just loved her. They had her back on and all, all the time. So I think she would probably have gone into the talk show circuit myself. I mean, that's just that's just my crystal ball. I don't you know, know what would happen, but I think that's where her strength was. And I think she probably would have kept singing, you know, maybe had a hit or two here and there and uh, kept putting out albums. But I think uh, that probably would have been her bread and butter. Hearing Voices with Scott Watson is available 24 hours a day. Ask your smart speaker to play the show, and it will do it. We visit today with Scott Shea. All the leaves are brown, how the mamas and the papas came together and broke apart. One of the things that has always amazed me about the mamas and the papas, when you talk to folks like Jackson Brown, CSN, the Eagles, and on and on and on, they point to the mamas and the papas as some of their biggest influences. The Beach Boys could be included in that as well. Talk a little bit about that musical family tree, how it existed, and what might have happened if she'd lived longer. 
Well, I think this, you know, the key to that is harmony. All those groups were harmony based. And, you know, John Phillips was a master at creating harmony. You know, John was pretty, it was so strong with it. He could take, you know, I, I'm not a good singer. I don't know if you are, um, but he could take you, me, and 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 another guy or girl and uh, make us sound good. He would find our strengths, find where we could, you know, where our pitches lie, and and make us, you know, may, may not be hit makers, but he'd make us sound good. Uh, and so when he did that with you know good singers. You know, he, the sky was the limit. He was greatly influenced by the vocal groups of the 1950s, like the High Lows and the Four Freshmen and the Four Aces and a lot of the same groups that Brian Wilson was influenced by. So and then he brought that into the rock and roll structure. And, you know, when he got the Mamas and the Papas. So it, it makes sense that, you know, the the Eagles and, and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Crosby, Stills and Nash, who were, you know, they would have gotten together had it not been for Mama Cass introducing Graham Nash to David Crosby. So, you know, um, had she lived. You know, I you'd hope that they would reunite at some point, at least for live shows. You know, in the '80s, any group that seemed to have a hit in the it had it reached the the pinnacle of their career in the '60s seemed to put out garbage. You know, in the 1980s, so I don't know if I'd want to hear anything that came out of that period. But maybe they would have had a nice, uh, nice uh, reunion album at some point with a with a producer who uh, who really knew what to capture. What's the biggest myth or things that folks think they know about that band that is just complete fallacy? Well, the biggest myth is Mama Cass and the way she died. Uh, you know, the, the legend continues that she passed away choking on a ham sandwich. Some people even say chicken bone. I don't know where they got that one from, but uh, uh, it um, it was a fallacy. It was and, it, and it's a hurtful one because, you know, she weight was always an issue with her. She was always the butt of jokes and she rolled with it. She was very good humored about it, at least uh, publicly. Um, but even in death, her life became a fat joke. Uh, you know, her, she became a fat joke. And, you know, she had died from heart failure. Uh, and I don't know if it's better to say it's because of her drug use and, and yo-yo dieting, but, you know, it certainly wasn't uh, from overeating or stuffing herself uh, on a ham sandwich. That is, uh, and and also the another one would be you know her her vocal range increasing after getting hit on the head in the Virgin Islands. That's a that is a a myth. I don't think that can actually ever really happen medically speaking. <laughs> we wind up with Scott Shea. The book is All the Leaves Are Brown: How the Mamas and the Papas Came Together and Broke Apart. The material that you sent out indicates that that book has been optioned. I also have a project that has been optioned. How frustrated are you with the SAG-AFTRA and the writer's strike? Because if your option's anything like mine, it's bobbing along in the land of nowhere. Well, mine's still in its very earliest forms. I have a producer who's trying to get a script written, and she's hired some uh, retired guys to, <laughs> to write it. So, uh, you know, and they're, they're working on a script. They gave me an outline. Um, it's actually they're working on a limited series script, which I think the Mamas and the Papas story works out much better for that. I think it's much better to string it out over six, seven hours, uh, you know, with, you know, six 45-minute episodes or an hour-long episodes uh, than just trying to cram it all all into two hours in a, in a, you know, in a feature film. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm hopeful, uh, you know, that that will happen, uh, you know, and as you know, it moves very slowly, even when there is no writer's strike. So, so we'll see, uh, you know, I, I put it, I, I, I gave her the option and I'm just letting her handle it all. One more time. The book is all the leaves are Brown. You can get the book now and you can look for more media coming your way. Scott Shea, thanks for the time today on hearing voices. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate being on.